All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This episode is part of a series in which I will be interviewing experts in the field of property, whether purchasing a family home or an investment. The series is designed to assist you in making better and smarter property decisions. Part of owning property and buying property is also selling property. And as part of our property series, I wanted to talk today about selling a house or selling property in general. So whether it's a family home, whether it's an investment property, and just things that you should be aware of because not many people that have property have actually sold property in the past. So when I thought about property and selling it, I thought of Zishan Omar immediately. Um, Zishan is the owner of four Ray White offices, Rochdale Village, Logan City, and Central Sunnybank. And I see his achievements, has recently run, won some awards. Um, and I, the impression I get is that he knows what he's talking about when it comes to property. So, Zishan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. Like as many people I know personally have owned so much property and they will own so much property, but they may not have sold property before. Um, and, and those listening to this episode might be people that are thinking of selling their current house or, or those that are thinking of getting into, you know, property buying and selling. And I wanted to really talk about this topic because you've obviously seen what works and what doesn't work over the years. Could you sort of maybe explain the process briefly just on selling a house? Like if somebody decides to sell a house, um, what uh, obviously they'd find an agent first and they'd call that agent, but how does that process normally go from a seller's point of view? Uh, so um, the first thing I would recommend, Michael, is to do your research. You know, I think that's really important. There's no one size that fits all in real estate. Um, it's a tailored approach. Uh, I would rec- recommend um, to evaluate your circumstances. Um, some people are motivated by price, um, whereas other people are motivated by circumstances. So what I mean by that is like, you know, some people need to achieve a certain price in order for them to move on, whereas other people have to move on. Um, you know, they have no other choice but to sell their property. So do your research, look at what's selling in the area, look at the prices being achieved, look at the days on market, how well those properties are presented, um, and then assess it. If it aligns with um, with what you want to do and you feel this is right, then I would recommend then start the process and get in touch with a local agent and build, start building a relationship with them. So what are five top tips that you'd give to somebody that is thinking of doing something to their house um, to to give it that extra appeal? Um, the first thing I would say is, uh, you know, make your street appeal on point. Um, buyers tend to drive around the home before they actually come through to inspect it. Um, the second thing I would say, clean up, declutter the house, get rid of any unwanted, unwanted items, do a really deep clean of all areas. 
Um, the third thing I would recommend is freshening up the house. A coat of paint goes a long way to lift the entire peel of the house. Um, a really quick and cost-effective way is to modernize your home is by changing the fixtures and fittings of it. The fourth thing I'd probably recommend would be to dress it up. Uh, so styling. Um, if you're not good with styling your house, I'd recommend you get a stylist in, the professional stylist, to give you some advice around what colors would work for the area or the de demographic that's looking to purchase. So, um, And the last thing I would recommend, and you know, it's really important, is have world-class open homes. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, people coming to your home to purchase it, you have to create that environment for them to fall in love with the house. So it really needs to stand out. So um, things like scented candles, nice music, make sure all the lights are switched on, you know, even having a recipe book on display and that, uh, or sometimes I even noticed some of my owners actually bake a cake and put it in an oven. So it smells really good. So just things around that, um, you know, could um, uplift the home and eventually get people emotionally connected to it and in turn maximize the sale price of your home. Yeah. So it sounds like it's sort of, instead of showing, you know, having a house where people can come in and use their own imagination to think of what they could do with it is to sort of t to leave little to the imagination. Let, let show people, let them experience it. And many will still want to make a house their own. They'll still want to do things their own way, but it um, just the, the simple things that you've mentioned are not complicated um, and they're not going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars to do um, yet it is going to make such a difference. I, I liken it to selling, to selling a car, for example, you know, you normally clean the inside of the car and the outside just so at least, it's presentable. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, that's, that's vital when selling anything. I think, you know, uh, presentation is most important with real estate. So yeah, like you can, you can control the presentation of your house. You can't control where it's positioned. You can't control the price you're going to get, but if it's presented well, you know, it gives you the best opportunity to create like first a lots of people coming through the property and, you know, what drives the price is competition will effectively drive the uh, price of your home. So uh, in my opinion, I think presentation is vital and most important. Yes. And that's where it helps to to have to talk to, again, like an agent that knows the area because they can tell you what people that have come through houses are looking for, what they like. Do they like fireplaces? Do they like cakes in the oven? You know, <laughs> things like yeah, that. So absolutely, that. Absolutely. Like I'm fortunate in my team I have, and I, I think um, you'll have a chat to her. She's brilliant. Like uh, she's she's my stylist in my home. So she has better knowledge than I have on, all this, on the presentation side of things, but she's phenomenal at what she does. So well, I think we'll line that up for next week's episode, actually, because I, th I think it's a whole episode talking about that, the whole styling, the whole oh, yeah. positioning factor. Yes, definitely. Like, I mean, I can give you a bit uh, snippets about it, but uh, in terms of recommendations, like, you know, she does a full detailed recommendation with our clients uh, um, and it's quite valuable. You know, um, I, I've listened to some of the things she has to say and um, it's incredible. So it's good to have her on my team so she can um, assist some of my clients. And, and apart from some of these, you know, an agent that gives you these tips, can you sort of explain as well, some things for somebody to look for when searching for a real estate agent, because essentially it's just like when someone's looking for a financial planner or a, you know, or a babysitter, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are some questions they should ask and things they should look out for and things they should probably avoid. Sure. I think um, the first and foremost or most important thing I think is um, do your research first before you engage an agent. 
one thing I always say is energy does, doesn't lie. You know, um, you'll, you'll feel it or trust your gut, you know? So if they don't have energy around your property, when they come in, how do you expect them to have energy with the buyers or have that enthusiasm, which you need in order to uh, get your property sold? So I think energy is uh, vital. Um, Another thing to or be careful about is be careful about the agent that comes comes to your home and promises you a certain price, you know, because really what every home is only worth what a buyer is prepared to pay and a seller is willing to accept, right? We can go on data, we can look at what's sold next door or what's sold in that same sort of suburb, but at the end of the day, ultimately the buyer is the one that's going to, determine the sale price of the house. So it's vital to be wary of the agent that promises the price. We we as agents tend to refer that to the agent buying the listing. So what they do is they oh, tell you, oh, I'll get you a million dollars for your house. And really, they only you feel it's probably around the $800,000 mark, but um, they'll promise you higher and then try and work you down as they as the process goes. But yeah, so just be very wary of that, I think. Um, I would also, in terms of look for an agent that can, rather than promise you the price, look for an agent that can can demonstrate their ability to negotiate and also um, how they handle the process to maximize the sale price for you, right? And also, are they doing? Uh, will they be doing it in a specific time frame? You know, how long will it take for them to get the job done? I think that those are things that um, you should you should consider when you are looking for an agent. Yeah, no, that, that that's good to know because I mean, just to sort of go back as well to like the process of selling a house because once you find an agent, you then put it on the market, um, put up advertising at the front. The agent lists it's online, it lists the house online on different websites and. Then from there, you get open homes and all the rest of it. Um, And from experience, from what, just from what I've seen, you know, there's nothing worse than engaging an agent that has, like what you said, over-promised or isn't, doesn't provide that energy to get buyers to want to make offers or to, 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 you know, to even engage in the whole process because it's, it's an issue when a people see a property that's been on the market for a while as well, isn't it? Because then they think, okay, what's wrong with the house? Um, maybe they're asking for too much. Uh, maybe they're not serious about selling. Absolutely. And coming back to that where you just where you just mentioned, you know, sometimes the property is on the market too long. I think the only, uh, the main reason, yes, there could be something wrong with the house, right? But majority of the, of the time is the agent has lost that enthusiasm around the property. So most agents and even some in my office is when you, when we first list that, you list that first, that house for sale, you're all excited because you're thinking, Oh, you know, I got this new property coming to market. You're excited about it. All the energy is good around it. Um, and you go by one week and you get, you get an offer that the owner isn't happy with and, move on and before you know it you pass three four weeks and as the weeks go by the agents would tend to not do any more open homes on it not be so active don't communicate with their vendors as regularly as they should and then they you they lose the energy around the listing so um that's what i was coming back i was saying that energy is really important so um yeah that's Pretty much yeah. where I think, you know, it's just that they lost that enthusiasm around the uh, listing and uh, it's vital to have that good energy because 
if if we if you can sense it as a seller, you can imagine the buyers are sensing the same thing. No one wants if you walk if you if a buyer walks into the house, you know, we have to be have so much energy around that listing and give them the confidence because it's a scary process uh, for a seller just as much as it is for buyers. You know, some buyers that we're working with are first home buyers, never bought a property before, and it's a big decision, you know, and it's a lot of money. Um, involved so um you know you just have to have that energy around it um you know nurture them quite well through the process yeah and then everything falls into place I like that you mentioned that. So it's a nurturing and you acknowledge that it's an emotional thing as well, because you're right. People selling a house could be in those listening to this episode could be people that are literally selling the family home they've owned for 20 years, or they could be selling an investment property they've had for a couple of years, but, but, but either way, there's still that level of emotion attached to it. And you need to be able to yeah nurture that, like what you said, and, and just acknowledge that, um, and I feel even for me selling a house, if an, if I felt an agent was emotionally not vested, but if they acknowledged, I guess, the emotions involved on our side, it just makes the decision a lot easier. It's like it's like when you're about to yeah, – if you're pregnant and you go and see a – you look for a, an obstetrician to – you know, talk to about, you know, you, you're talking to them about your baby, for example, you know, that they have that level of emotion to them because they're looking after something that's really important to you. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> And it's funny you mentioned the whole, you know, energy thing as well, because I, I sort of liken it to to selling something on, on, on Gumtree. I think the last thing I sold was, it was probably a car, actually. And I remember the first week I was so excited. And after like two or three weeks, I was like, I'm over it. This, this I hate selling cars, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> because you got sick of the phone calls, you sort of get discouraged. Does anybody even want it? Um, you know, everyone's yeah. giving you low offers. It's like That's correct. And how, Michael, how was your energy the first time you picked up the phone? When you first listed it to three weeks later, like, you know, you would have first time you're all excited about it, thinking, oh, that's my buyer. And then oh, all of a sudden that person doesn't want to buy the car. And then you're going three weeks. I, I bet you when you uh, when you answer that call three weeks later, your energy was a whole lot different. Oh, he's not oh. buying it. You know, so. It's so different. <laughs> first, first it was like, hi, let me tell you about the power steering. <laughs> and then the last call was like, what do you want? You know, so it was just, yeah. you know, I'm not taking low offers. Don't even think about it. I don't know who you are, but yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. That's correct. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. What are some other questions that somebody can ask an agent or what are some other things that they can suss out when they're looking for an agent for selling their house? The three most important things that run through people's mind or the three most important questions that people have um, and is how long is it going to take for me to sell this property? How much is this, is it going to cost me? And how can I maximize that sale price? Right. And I think if your agent determines and shows good knowledge around those three things and, or demonstrates to you how they're going to get the job done effectively, right. Then half your battle is there already. So you've already, you've already found an agent that can demonstrate the ability to answer those three questions effectively. But I also recommend challenge your agent around questions. So if they put a recommendation forward, right, challenge them with a question. Say, why do you feel that's the, like if they recommend a certain method of sale, ask them why do you feel that's the best method of sale? See whether your agent 
uh, can handle the objections? Can they handle it confidently? You know, are they, um, and that's effectively what you want from your agent because as an agent, you deal with objections all the time. You deal with objections with buyers. You deal with objections constantly with buyers. And the thing is, if you don't, if you can't handle an objection effectively with your buyers, right, how do you expect them to commit and put an offer in, right, to get it, to get it accepted? So. Yeah, that, that, that is true. That is, that is so true. And, and you've touched on in, you know, maximizing sale price, but just to go to that first point as well, how long does it normally take to sell a house? Like I know it depends on how long the piece of string is. Every house is different, but um, generally speaking, what should someone expect? So, um, you know, the saying where people say usually your first offer is your best offer, <laughs> right? So what we got to remember is we yep. might be new, as a, as sellers, yes. uh, we might be new. We might be new to the market, whereas our buyers could be re- researching and looking for. You know, we we I'm working with some buyers who have been looking for two years and still haven't found the home that they like. So, uh, we are new to market. Buyers are old to market. That's what we got to understand. So, if somebody sees the property for sale, usually our best buyers will come in the first week or two through the campaign because they've been on our database. They get the personalized message uh, inviting them. They see it online. It's a new one. And they've missed out on so many other open homes and they've put offers in. They've missed out. And now finally they see the home that they love. You know, those ones, they're going to say, oh, you know what? I've, I've wasted so many Saturdays looking at homes. I finally found the house that I really like. I'm going to put my best offer forward. Right, so that's when when they're saying referring to your best buyers sometimes might be your your best offer might sometimes be your first one. That's usually what they mean, right? But the typical real estate process or cycle, how it works, is your best offers are going to come in the first two weeks of a campaign. Your first two weeks, you're going to have the strongest of interest, and then after the after two weeks, it sort of dies down, and the inquiry levels get low, and then you know effectively you could be on the market for quite long so um yes it's best to have so create some sort of urgency have a time frame time frame but um yeah it's a very difficult question to answer how long exactly i can tell you our average my average days on market our office is 21 days so that's how long it takes to sell yeah and and that's and that's still that's still good in, in my opinion like it's uh, as an average that's actually fantastic because as I said, I've seen properties sit there on the market for a very, very long time. There are issues with that, as I said, because then people start thinking, "What's wrong with the, you know, what's wrong with the house?" Yeah, what's wrong with the property? Yeah. Um, yeah. What about cost as well? Um, you know, just again, I know it depends on so many different factors, of course, but roughly, yeah. what should somebody expect for for it to cost? So there's different components when it comes to the cost factors. So number one, you've got obviously the marketing, um, marketing and sprucing up the home for sale. So the general rule or the guide is um, that you should spend around 1% of what you think the sale price would be. So if you think your house is going to sell for 600000 usually you should look at spending around $6,000 and that's from marketing like from the marketing aspect or component um, through to like sprucing up the house or getting things ready for sale. So, and then obviously you've got the commission uh, part of it and the commission before it was not regulated. It was regulated before, sorry, it was regulated before. So you could charge 
Before it was 5% of the first 18,000 and then 2.5% plus GST afterwards. That's usually around, works out to around 2.6% or thereabout for sale price. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I guess as, as well, in when it comes to when it comes to cost, I think just like anything, I mean, financial advice is probably a very good example of that. You normally do get what you pay for as well. You know. Um, you know. So if, if there's somebody offering to sell your house for a carton of beer, um, they're probably going to get you a, a bit less than than an actual agent that um, is charging a bit more than that. Yeah, that's true. Like I think when choosing when choosing the agent, it's um, like I said before, is that. An agent that can, firstly, you can trust them, all right? That's really important. You need to trust the agent that you're working with. And the one that can demonstrate that they can get create competition, create urgency, and effectively get you a price in a shortest time frame. That's what most yes. people want to hear. You know, so I think uh, really most, if you're a good agent, um, you know, a common difference between a couple of percent or you know, it's not going to make much of a difference if you look at, you know, if you look at a small percentage increase uh, in com, like two percent to two point five percent on a sale price of six hundred thousand. It's not much in the grand scheme of things if you if the agent can demonstrate the ability that they can negotiate twenty thousand more. You know. So, as far as cost is concerned, what should somebody expect to pay um, when it comes to selling a house? So, like, you know not just agent fees, but other advertising fees, et cetera. Okay. So there's two, there's two components when it comes to um, selling the property. You've got the marketing of the home and then you you have the commission part of it, right? And so the general rule of real estate is you should look at spending around 1% of what you think the house will sell for. So if the house sells for 6,000, uh, sorry, for 600,000, you should be looking at spending around 6,000 on marketing and sprucing up the home. That makes sense. Um, and as far as an agent's concerned and the agent costs? Uh, so with regards to agents, like um, before it wasn't, um, commissions are not regulated. It was regulated before. So it was 5% of the first 18,000 plus 2.5% plus GST on the, on the sale price. Um, some agents charge more, some agents charge less. Uh, we have just kept it fairly the same as what it was. But as you said, you know, sometimes the <laughs> cheap doesn't always mean best, you know. Not at all. And also, what about when it comes to um, – uh, well, the last question I had for you, um, and this is uh, – a big one that's been on my mind before when selling property, but what would you say the pros and cons are to listing a house compared to going and you know selling it at an auction, for example? I'll talk about a bit like every property is different, right? No property can be marketed the same, right? That's something you gotta you gotta you gotta be mindful of. Um, so when it comes to recommendation of a preference of sale, right? Um, no one size fits all, right? But there are pros and cons in both methods, right? Uh, when it comes to uh, the pros of an auction, right? The, with the with the auction process, it's a cash unconditional contract, right? There's no conditions attached to it. So there's no finance. There's no bullion pest. Once that hammer falls, it's done. As a seller, you know exactly the time frame your property is going to settle, because so you control the reserve price, you control the settlement price, 
um, you have full control with an auction. Um, the benefit, other also, the other benefit of auction is it's an actual open, transparent arena where people can see exactly what somebody else is prepared to pay. It's an open environment where you can create competition and maximize the sale price for your sellers. So that's an auction process. When it comes to listing a price, and that can be a tricky one because um, with having a price listed, like I said to you before, is every home is only worth what a buyer is prepared to pay and a seller is willing to accept, right? That's what a house is worth. Pricing a home, yes, you have comparative uh, relevant sales, which you can use and compare um, certain property prices, and you can get more or less of an idea of what the property will sell for. But us, we all can sometimes get that price wrong. So by putting a price to anything, all you're doing is you're actually putting a limit to how much you can get, right? You're putting a ceiling to that. Or if you do price it, you run the risk of overpricing it and no one comes through the house. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so, and that, that's where it helps having an agent to, to 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 navigate through those things with you to to discuss the property and circumstance. Yeah. So, um, with with regards to pricing, it yes, um, I would um, usually we go with uh, a submit offer strategy, or we go with an auction method of sale, right? Um, and we have a closing date attached to it. Yeah, and then usually we obtain feedback from buyers as to where they feel the property would would sell, and then we price it accordingly afterwards. Yeah, no, and and and, and again, the more I talk to you, the more I feel that you know, again, finding the appropriate agent is so important. Um, just to ask these questions, you know, just to pose these questions to the agent, and just to again have an agent that's that helps you, that has a strategy, that doesn't just recommend the same thing they recommend to every single property or every single area, for example. Yeah, you see, like the, the thing is, and we're coming back to it where I said uh, one size doesn't fit all or like, you know, in, even with regards to um, to auctions, like you can't auction every single property. And I say this is because sometimes you look at properties, um, you know, where you feel it's important to identify your target audience first and have a look and see who's the buyers that are going to be buying or purchasing the property. I know a lot of the older demographic or the first home buyers, sometimes um, they're scared of the auction process, you know, so they don't, they don't even bother looking at it. So it's very mindful of who it's finding out who your target audience is first. Some people don't have their finance in place or ready to go. They, you know, so, they need to go and obtain that finance approval from a bank and that process could take longer than expected. So, um, yeah, so one size definitely doesn't fit all. So it's really important that you, you know, you choose the method that you feel works best for you and your client. Yeah. And, uh, and lastly, lastly, Zishan, if anybody wanted to contact any of your officers, um, you know, that are thinking of selling their house, what would you say would be the best way for them to do that? Well, um, you're welcome to visit us at any one of our locations. Um, you know, we have four locations around South Brisbane. So uh, one at Rochdale South. We have one at uh, Rochdale Village uh, at our central Sunnybank office and our Ray White Logan City office. Uh, you know, we have a fantastic team of agents that would love to help you. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll vouch for you as well, Zishan, that you're always there to help, um, even to give someone an opinion or, you know, some guidance when selling their property. It's um, it's it's a good team that you have there. Um, Thank and- you, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. 
It's a pleasure. And what I'll do is I'll actually put the website um, for, for those offices in the description of this episode for anybody that wants to visit that as well to make it easier. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. And I'll vouch as well, Zishan, for you that, you know, any time I've needed advice, you're, you're always there. Um, or, I mean, even your team members are always there and always happy to help. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me today. Mate, it's, it's a pleasure. And there's just one last thing I have to do. This is every episode. Yeah, sure. I always finish it off with a dad joke. <laughs> so, so, um, so what kind of buildings weigh the least? <laughs> what kind of buildings weigh the least? A lighthouse. I like that. I love it. <laughs> I had to find something for houses. Um, I, I, I did have a joke about roofs, but I didn't mention yeah. it because I thought it would go over your head. <laughs> Absolutely. <brilliant. laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, Azishan, again, thank you so much. Um, really thank appreciate you, your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.